All right, Matthew chapter 7 is our next verses in chapters 5, 6, and 7. Believe it or not, it has a Mother's Day flair to it that we can address. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. That's what verse 7 says. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. So if we ask, it'll be given to us. If we, if we seek, we're going to find. And if we knock, it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Or, it's an interesting switch, isn't it? Or, which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or, if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? Or, if he asks for a fish, uh, sorry, we'll give him a serpent. Read it twice. Verse 11, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Good things to those who ask Him. Let that set in for a moment. Accept that just as it is. Good things to those that ask Him. Good things to those who ask Him obviously leaves out those who don't ask Him. Right? Good things to those who ask Him. If you don't ask Him, you're outside of that. Importance of prayer, motivation of prayer ought to be a, a, a key to the importance of prayer in our lives. Verse 1 and 2. Verse 7 and 8 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. That's exactly what Jesus says. Now, we are going to get to it a little bit, but the name it, claim it theology, um, the prosperity theology, I think, has gone to an extreme with this. Now, that extreme with that causes a, a problem for those that see that that's not exactly what Jesus is doing. That causes those people, perhaps like myself, that go, this prosperity gospel is not in the Bible. This idea of name it and claim it, it's going to happen for you, regardless of what it is, if you name it or claim it, it's just going to take place, that gets a little lopsided as well. It causes us to retreat. It causes us to kind of second guess a little bit. It causes us to go, I feel a little uncomfortable with that. But we need to have good balance with this scripture. We need to understand this scripture. We need to have as best an understanding as what Jesus has to say in this scripture as we possibly can. And we need to begin with, if you ask, it will be given to you. If you seek, you will find. And if you knock, it will be open to you. That's what the scripture says. That's our mindset. That needs to be our motivation. That needs to be the direction we proceed down. 
We need to go after life. We need to go after the heart of God. We need to go after the spiritual world. We need to go after the miracles. We need to go after the supernatural experiences. We need to go after the things that only God can do that man can't do. And we need to go after those things with prayer. And we need to go with intensity, with a fervent spirit in prayer, with all of our heart, with all of our being, with passion, with, with resolve, with determination, and we need to ask with the understanding we will receive. We need, to, we need to seek with the understanding that we will find. And we need to knock on those doors so they will be open to us. That's, our, that's what we need to do. That's what Jesus says here. And we need to understand that. Jesus is very clear. He's not messing around here. He says, For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. So he's talking about a progression here, asking, seeking, knocking, a progression in intensity, a progression in action. I ask the Lord to, to do something. Lord, provide. Lord, meet these needs. Lord, I, don't, I need wisdom in this matter. Lord, I'm not quite sure how to respond in this conflict. We have these problems that are overwhelming us. Lord, I'm not quite sure exactly where to go, how to go, what to do, but Lord, I ask for a solution. I ask for guidance. I ask for wisdom. I ask for discernment. Lord, I ask that you'll do something only you do. And, and we ask with all of our heart. That asking leads us down the road of looking for the answer of our Lord. What is the Holy Spirit going to do? What is the Lord going to do? I, I've asked and asked and asked about this situation. And now after I've asked, I start moving down the road looking for the answer that I know God's going to give me. He's going to give me an answer. And, and, and he, because it says, if we ask, we receive. If we seek, we find. And, and, and I get up against this door. The door is closed. I don't kick the door in. I don't manipulate the situation. I don't manufacture any kind of thing. But I knock on the door to see if the Lord is going to open it. That's to be our mindset. That's to be our, the way we process moving forward in life. We live by prayer. We, we live by the Holy Spirit. And we live by prayer, and we live by the Holy Spirit by asking, seeking, and knocking. Does the Lord want you to move? I'm going to ask for guidance. There's a, it, there's a job that you want at work. You're going to apply for the job. You ask that you receive the job. You seek to get the job. You do what you can. You process down that road, and you knock on the door if it's open. Knock on the door maybe, giving your application to whoever the hiring fellow is, right? And we put it in the hands of the Lord. Asking, seeking, and knocking is putting the results in the hand of the Lord. That's living by prayer. That's living by the Spirit. That's living by the supernatural. That's living according to the Holy Ghost. That's living in a way that says that you're not set on the very best people can do, the very best you can do, or any kind of circumstantial fate that's going to take place, but that you believe with all your heart that God does things, that God does things we can't do, and He is at work, and He's going to show up, and he's going to do the unexpected, 
And he's going to do things that is far more than we ever thought possible, as Ephesians says. He is going to defeat our enemies. He is going to conquer our enemies. He is going to knock down walls. He is going to open doors. He is going to make people come in our life that he is going to use to provide, to meet needs, to help us along the way. But for the believer, now, once again, Jesus is talking to disciples that are going to be on mission with him, and he knows how important it's going to be that they're going to be out there without a net. They're going to be out there, and they're going to be in a situation where they've got to fully trust in the Lord to do what only the Lord can do. And they've got to be, they've got to be solid with asking, seeking, and knocking. What are you going to do about this situation? Good answer is, I don't know yet. I'm asking, seeking, and knocking. I'm trying to find out what the Lord wants. I don't know what the Lord wants yet, but until I discover the answer from the Lord, I'm going to ask, I'm going to seek, I'm going to knock. Now, the balance that Jesus brings in, a good Mother's Day balance, a good Mother's Day lesson here, and you can include fathers in there as well. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? I, that's, I, I would love to have been there when Jesus shared this, right? How many of you guys out there, how many of you moms, how many of you dads out there, if your son asks for a loaf of bread, asks for a piece of bread, are going to give him a stone instead? Well, that doesn't add up, does it? Or if he asks for a fish, you're going to give him a snake. Well, you are not going to do that. If your boy wants fish and bread for lunch, you give it to him. That's what you do, right? Why do you do that? Because you love your child. You love your children. And Jesus is revealing the heart of God with that. Now, he says here, if you then, who are evil? That's by comparison, all right? He's trying to compare the love of God for the love that parents have for their children. He's saying, because you're evil, because you're not like God in that respect, not that you're necessarily evil, but when it comes to all-knowing, all-loving, we all fall short when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to our Father. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? It's a, it's a comparison thing. If, you're, if you as a mom and dad desire that your children receive good things from you, how much more? How much is it multiplied? It's beyond comparison. Run the numbers. It's, it's multiplied out there that God in, you know, in, in, in a magnified sense, exponentially more, God wants to give good things to his children. And so that's where we begin. That's where we begin with understanding answer to prayer, answer to seeking, answer to knocking. Asking, seeking, and knocking, we come to our Lord with that kind of understanding. He loves us. He wants what's best for us. And our Heavenly Father, who knows everything, 
who loves unconditionally and loves with his own agape love, it's the greatest love ever, it's the most powerful love there's ever been, he seeks to give good things to those who ask him. Now, you need to be asking him because right here it's very clear. I, I can't really give you any kind of explanation for this. I can't sit down with you and debate with you about this and say, well, what about this situation where they didn't really ask you, but they got good things? And what about it raining on the unrighteous, the righteous equally and all those kind of things? Let's just look at what he has to say here and apply that. If the scripture here says that he gives good things to those who ask, then I reckon that we need to be asking, don't you? I mean, isn't that enough for us? If he gives good things to those who ask, I want to be one of those that ask. I want to be one of those that pray. I want to be one of those that are asking, seeking, and knocking because I want good things from the Lord. I want good things from the Lord. You should want good things from the Lord. And, and we need to have an understanding what good things are. God is all-knowing because that's what this application gives us here. God is all-loving. So, the good things are those things that God knows without a shadow of a doubt are good for us. He knows what's good for us. He knows what's bad for us. And so, as we ask our loving Heavenly Father, because if your kid asks for bread, you're not going to give him a stone. And if your kid asks for a fish, you're not going to give him a snake. That's, Jesus said that, right? And so he's only going to give you good things. And so if you ask for something that's not according to what he believes is best for you or right for you, guess what? He's not going to give you that. And you can stand up all day long and you can plead and you can ask, but he loves you so much that he knows that if you get that retirement, I mean, if you get that promotion at work, that extra money or that extra uh, responsibility or whatever it entails for that promotion at work is not what's good for you. And he loves you enough that he's not going to put you in that situation. He knows. He knows what's best. You know, you have a dream, and that dream has been building for a long time. And, and you go to the Lord with that dream. And you put that dream before the Lord, and you put it out there, and you say, Lord, please, this is what I want out of life. This is what I want out of life. It would be so wonderful. I would be able to minister better. I would be able to influence people. I would have all these things. Lord, I would do all this for you. Almost like, Lord, the lottery is now $400 million. If I can only win half of it, do you realize what I'd do for the kingdom, Lord? Do you realize what happened? But the Lord knows if you win the $400 million, you're, you're going to get 200 of it, I guess, because of taxes, and that $200 million probably is going to ruin your life. And he loves you so much, he doesn't want that $200 million to ruin your life. So you don't win. You don't win. Because he knows that if you win that, you, all that you said you're going to do with it, you're going to be a liar. And you're going to spend it on yourself. And you're going to do what you want to do. And you're going to build up your kingdom and all these kind of things. And, and how many people have won the lottery and lost their family, lost their job, lost their home, lost everything, end up with nothing to show for it whatsoever? And if God loves us like that, and if God who loves us like that knows what is best for us, we have got to understand something. 
that he is only going to answer yes when it is according to his plan, when it is according to his will, and it's what he wants, and what is right for us and best for us and puts us in a position where we can most glorify him. He also may answer, wait, wait. You got to wait a while. I hear what you're saying. I hear about your dream. I hear about you want. I get it. But here's what you got to do. It's not time. That promotion is not time. It's not time that that girl falls in love with you. It's not time that that guy comes around. It's not time that you get that job. It's not time that you build that dream house. It's not time yet. And I know it's not time. And if you go without me, you're going to experience the consequences of moving ahead of my perfect timing. Any of y'all done that? Any of y'all done that? I bought a TV years ago without asking the Lord because I wanted it because back then it was a 35-incher and I wanted to watch them Longhorns. That thing fell out of the back of my truck. And it was like, a, it was like an on-site kick. It was in a big black, a big old square box. And I'm down here by the triple X place down here. And I just go to that bridge and I'm tuning along in my little truck. And that thing blew out and I saw it kick and went way up and then fell. And I said, oh man, ought not to have bought that TV. <clears throat> but they told me it was only 100 easy payments and I couldn't resist. And I knew I was wrong. I should have bought that TV. I should have bought that TV. And, and so I go over there, and I'm all by myself out there, and, and by then the top's open, and the styrofoam is all crushed. And I get home, and I say, Lord, please let it still work. Steve, little shit. And I have you know, I used that TV for about 10 years. But every time I looked at it, I went, you ought not to have bought that TV. Fell out of the truck. Lord showed me. Ought not to have. Of course, Amy says, that's not really a true thing. You should have just tied it down. And she was with me, and she said, why don't you just tie it down, Dad? She was probably in the seventh grade then and obnoxious, as all seventh graders are. Yeah, boy. So here's the deal, the three answers. Yes, wait, and yes, wait, and no, no. No. Now, when it comes to miracles, do you realize that no is as equal as a miracle as yes? How many of y'all, like me, have gotten mad at God because he said no? Gotten mad at God. Thank you. I see that. Anybody? Any, any honest folks here today? You have prayed and prayed and prayed for something, and God said no, and you got mad. You blame God. How many of y'all went for that promotion at work, and you sat in there, and the answer was no? You prayed about it. You asked God. You asked. You sought. You opened doors. You did all you could. I mean, you, you, prayed, you knocked on those doors. And the answer to that promotion was no. And, and not only did you blame God for it, but you blamed your supervisor for it, and you quit your job, and it's the best job you ever had. And God did a miracle. God loved you so much, he said no. 
God loved you so much that he said, not right now. No, wait. Or in the answer, just no, not ever. This is not what you need. This is what you think this is what you want, but this is going to destroy your life a little bit. This is more than you can deal with. This is not who you are. You're putting yourself in a position that I have not assigned you to be in. And the answer is because I love you and because I know what's best. The answer is no. With equal enthusiasm. Equal enthusiasm. Do you remember in Josie Wells, the guy that was in the ferry with the rope pulling the, the ferry across the, the Missouri River? The Missouri boat ride. Josie Wells knew about the Missouri boat ride. And, and, and he says, in my line of business, you've got to be able to whistle Dixie or sing the Battle Hymn of the Republic with equal enthusiasm. I love that line, equal enthusiasm. I, I see it, I'm coming. Well, you know, I wish I was in a land of cotton. You know, in the battle, then the cavalry come up, and he, now he switches, I'll, I'll hold on, I'll hold on, Josie. He didn't hold on. And then Josie Wells shoots the rope. Ah, great movie. Great movie. But we need to worship the Lord with equal enthusiasm to all of his answers to prayer. Yes, wait, no. He said no. He said no. He said no. He loves me. He knows what's best. His no is best. I worship the Lord. I celebrate him. He said no. Honey, did you get the promotion at work? No, we're not going on a big vacation this year because he said no. He said no. Guess what? We're not getting that pool no time soon because the Lord said no. The Lord said no. It's an equal miracle. It's an equal miracle. God knows where I need to be in life. He knows what's best for me. He knows the kind of heart I need to have. He knows the kind of experience I need to have so that I can most glorify him. And he's going to answer the prayers and what's best for us. Equal enthusiasm. We get all excited when the Lord says yes. Hallelujah, the Lord did this, the Lord did that. Do we get as equally excited when the Lord says, wait? Do we go, oh, he said wait. Oh, it may be 10 years, but I'm going to wait. Do we dance with that? Do we dance anyway? No. And if he says no, celebrate. Celebrate. He loved you enough to say no. He loves you enough to say no, not now. He loves you enough to say it's not time. He loves you equally when he says yes as when he says no. Did you know that? That's, the, that's Jesus for us. So I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. If you who are evil, Love your kids enough that you want good things for them. The Lord is only going to give you good things far more than your parents. Sometimes the answer is yes. Celebrate it when the Lord answers yes. Sometimes you ask for uh, enlargement of your kingdom. The Lord answers yes. Sometimes you pray for a windfall. The answer is yes. Sometimes you pray at work, and, and man, you pray with all your heart, 
and new customers come through the door. You make more money. You make more money you ever thought about. Ephesians says that he is able to do far more than we ever expect. Sometimes it appears that prosperity theology is right because he says yes. He says yes to our requests. And he does far more than we ever think about because it's what he wants for us. It's what he desires for us. He knows that that's best for us. Sometimes he blesses with dollars. Sometimes he blesses with healing. Sometimes he blesses with wealth. Sometimes he blesses with power. Sometimes he blesses with position in life. Sometimes he blesses with changing people's heart that you're at conflict with. Sure enough. Sometimes he just shows up in a way that is absolutely just indescribable. You can't explain it. Man, it's beyond comprehension. Sometimes the answer is no, and he has shown up as equal as if he said yes. And we must grow. If we are going to be the people on mission, and if we're going to have an impact in the world, We've got to grow to the point that we are equally enthusiastic in the yeses as we are in the noes, in the noes as we are in the yeses. Next time he says no, dance, praise, celebrate, enjoy it. You may never know what he spared you from, but if you were to find out, you'd really be thankful. One of my favorite things to do, believe it or not, this sounds kind of probably strange to you, is every now and then a teenage boy or girl is absolutely heartbroken because the only one there is for her or the only one there ever will be for him breaks up with them. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's horrible. Right? It's just misery, depression, sorrow, room, despair, and agony on me. I mean, it's just more than they can deal with. And you sit there and go, how old are you? Fifteen. He's the only one for you, honey. He's the only one for me. There's never going to be anybody else, not like him. How old are you again? I'm 15. How old are you, buddy? I'm 17 years old. And she's the one for you? I know she is. I prayed about it. I prayed about it. And I know she's the one for me. Well, the answer was no. She ain't the one for you, bud. You're making it way too hard. Sounds like she's already moved on. Sounds like you haven't moved on, but I hear she's having a great time out there. And I was telling this, I said, one day, and this has happened four or five times. One day, either I'll do your wedding or I'll be at your wedding, and we're going to have this conversation. And I've done it four or five times, and I love it. I can't wait for it. And I've actually gone to a few weddings that I normally wouldn't go to just to be able to tell them. <laughs> because going to weddings is not, I love a funeral any day, but a wedding, uh. And And I said, you remember when you sat with me? Do you remember when we, you poured out your heart? You remember how heartbroken you were? And do you remember when I told you that one day 
when God sends his gal to you, when God sends his guy to you, you are going to be so thankful that that one came along and that one that you thought was everything, milk and honey and all those kind of things in high school, didn't work out. They go, oh, yeah. Man, I'm so glad that didn't work out. Not this and those people, but this new one, the one that's right, the one that you don't have to work too hard at to get love going. It's just natural. It's the door just opened, right? I mean, God saying no is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, whatever part of life you're in. Jig when the Lord says no. How do you jig? How do you get it going? Get some jigging going on the Lord says no. Worship when he says yes. Worship when he says wait. And worship when he says no. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Thank you for our parents. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our children. Thank you for your love for us. We're so thankful, Lord, you love us enough and you know everything, and we know that your yes is always best and right for us. We know, Lord, that your weight is always best and right, and we know, Lord, that your no is always best and right for us. Father, help us when we've been mad at you because you said no to us, and it was the very best thing that could ever happen to us. Help us, Lord, to grow to the place where regardless of what happens, we choose joy. Regardless of what happens, we choose joy because you answer us and you give us good things and those good things is what we really need. Those good things is what's best for us. And those good things are those exact things we need to make the most of you in our life. We're so thankful for the words of Jesus. It tells us that if we ask, we receive. If we seek, we find. And if we knock, it's open. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, come forward, please.